More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. It's Masters Week, and we have the whole band here. The great predictor Steve Johnson and Minnesota Tim Parachka. All right, how we how we doing, fellas? Uh, Steve, we haven't heard from you in a while. Where you been? Oh man, I'm just. This is my first day out of the house, Hank. First day out of the house. I've been depressed. Oh man, taking it hard, huh? I tell you what, for those of our listeners that don't know the real Hank Haney, they've got to listen to your Monday review, your monologue about United States of America. That that was the best. It was fair. It was objective. It had examples. It wasn't just making claims. You had uh, you had the facts, and then for uh, for a little showmanship, you blended in a couple fucks and a shit in there. <laughs> oh man! No, that was I. That well, was that was true. I tell you what, that was true emotion. You typically are not one to swear on the uh, on the podcast, although you've been told to. You you've been resisting that. But yeah, that was true yeah. emotion, and that was really the way you feel. And and people that uh, that know you know that that is the way you feel. Yeah, I I I, I just the whole thing, the, the whole last four years have been just such a a mess. Like I've got guys sending me messages and saying, "Oh, Hank, you you know he needed to go." Uh, you know, he was an embarrassment to the to the uh, you know country, and I'm like. Why? Why do people focus so much on that? I'm not. I'm. I'm I thought you know. Just I, I'm just talking about this. Is some of that one point. Why do people focus so much on that? I'm like, well, I mean, what about accomplishments? What about like we're not in any wars? What about like we're we're energy independent? What about that we, uh, you know, have a, a real path to peace in the Middle East? I mean, what? Uh, what about the economy? What? I mean. I, I just I don't I don't I don't get a lot of stuff. It's just hard for me to understand. But I mean, the biggest thing to me is on the whole deal is nobody wins. Yeah, you know that's why I just wish it was like a blowout either way. 
But uh, when you have a, such a close deal, and you know, and, every, and then one side feels like they got cheated, and you know, and, and if it was the other way around, you know, they'd probably feel the same way, and then it, it would be like. It would be like, you know, well, the cities would be burning down. We'd have riots and everything, you know, just right. Mess. I mean, I, it, 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 and so there is no, there is no winner. Yeah. Well, I, I just wish they could, like, I don't know, why can't people work together? What's the deal with that? Yeah. Can't we just do a reset? Let's do a reset and we'll do yeah. it again. I know Tim's been on fire too. He's been, he's, he's been getting in trouble. Oh, man. Jeez. He's yeah. stepping out, Tim. You've been stepping out there, bud. I haven't been stepping out that much. Only a little bit. Only a few questions. Yeah. Well, t- uh, Tim's t- Tim's a pretty level thinker, Steve. He you is. Know? Uh, you know, he, he's uh, he, he's he's not. You know, doesn't have the years that we have, but he's a level thinker. He's you know he he does not. Tim does not stand for hypocrisy. That, that's one thing I've learned about Tim. Really? Oh, he does. He's not a big fan of hypocrisy. He is not. Am I correct there, Tim? Democracy? Hypocrisy. <laughs> that would be hypocrisy. I was gonna I was gonna ask the question, does Tim know what hypocrisy means? Oh, hypocrisy. Oh, First of all. I thought you said democracy. I thought you were oh, talking about gosh. democracy. Give him a dictionary. Golly, Webster guy. He's- Introduce him to Webster. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of hypocrisy. No, I thought you were saying democracy. It's hard for Get me to Get a hearing hear aid, man. Yeah. Not a big fan of hypocrisy. I hate hypocrisy. I hate hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 totally hates hypocrisy. There's no doubt about that. But it's a mess. But you just, I just want to find one thing that everybody could agree on, and that is that dead people should not be able to vote. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? One other thing, you know, Hank. I mean, other than the all the uh, the the main issues, I mean, when is too old to serve? That, that's what I want to know. I mean, you know, like a, if you're a pilot at uh, 60 years old and they say, hey, you know. Do you, you think there should be a law? You think there should be a rule on how old? Uh, if you get too old, you can't serve? Uh, well, what I, I think is that there sh- should be a, a term limits rule. No matter when you start, you got, you got your 8, 10, 15 years. But to make a career out of, of milk in the public and never having a job, how can you – even how can you even have a, a taste of what the economy is when you've never even been in the economy? Yeah, that's a that's a point, I guess. I mean, well, they they they, they don't uh, seem to want to address the whole term limit thing in the, uh, you know, Senate and, and uh, you know, House of Representatives. There's no doubt about that. I guess you can just go forever, but. I mean, enough is enough. I mean, I'm talking about both sides. I mean, my gosh, there's some there's some old. Republicans in there, and there's some old Democrats, and they they've got to have full time doctors there just so these guys just don't keel over. <laughs> uh, are you going to get over this or not? Uh, I don't know, Hank. I, I think you may you may need to give me a, a private mentoring session. But yeah. I tell you what, Mark Levine is has been a a, a solace in this turmoil. Uh, he he, just like Rush Limbaugh, and you know I. I, I I, I got to thank both of those guys for getting me through it. You know, just yeah. looking logically. He's, Mark Levin last night said, hey, you know, we're going to get through it. We're going to be better because of it. But we've got to be involved. We've got to get involved. We just can't sit back and complain. We've got to get involved. Yeah. I hope, they, got I hope, to they, fix, I hope they fix the election election thing. That, that's what I hope comes out of this. I mean, that would be a great thing if that, if that came yeah. out of it. You know, get let's let let people watch the elections i think that would be good wouldn't it i mean right. both sides watch for not not from 100 yards away or binoculars right. or, or you know uh you know can't see you can see somebody's there but you can't see what they're doing no i mean really watch and that way you know nobody thinks that there's any issues uh, you know, maybe start with that, uh, fix the voter rolls so you, you don't have dead people voting or, or do have, you know, some way to vote that maybe uh, we could count them in a, in a you know, one day maybe, you know, you think that would be nice yeah. to count them. Uh, you know, things like that. Just just you know, anything, any any part of that would be good. Just just just, you know, kind of get things headed in the right track and feel like. Okay, it's not all for naught. I mean, we we learned a little bit here, and 
we're going to, you know, fix it for, for next time in the future and in the whole country. I mean, that would be good. Those would be good things, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, when you boil it all down, Hank, when you boil it all down, the guys that are that are criticizing what's going on is what happened during the election are the guys that are constitutionalists, the guys that want us to to obey the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Uh, when we try to start changing those rules, that's when we get all messed up. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt about that. All right. Um, are, you, are you good? I mean, you, you can, can you okay, talk Okay, I think about I'm good. I'm good enough to talk about the best major in the world. Now, it I is think the we best got major that off. Got that off. Got that off our chest. You got that. You got that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty. I'm getting pretty over it. Good. Because I, because I, 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 I was kind of over it like right away. To be honest with you. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Because what? What? what what's the? I mean, I'm like, what's the alternative at this point? Yeah, I know it. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no alternative. I mean, you know, either way, it's it's about a fifty-fifty split. Yeah, and either way, you know, uh, one side feels like they got you know the raw deal. So how how is there? I mean, what's the? What else can you do? Just move on. I'd rather not see the whole country burn down. To be honest, right? With you, no, frankly. that's that's for I mean, sure. So what what do you think your your son was seven years old now, right? Yeah. So what did Henry learn from this election? What what did you teach him about this election? Dead people voted. <laughs> <laughs> how can that be? How can that be? How can how can more people vote than are registered in a county? Yeah, that's 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 defying the math. Yeah, that's defying the math. I don't know. It's okay. just hey, it happens. You know, there's it's just everybody makes all these claims and they, you know, need to you know, back it up and just, you know, like I, I try to have an open mind on things, you know, I mean. Now, Hank, do you think this, I mean, you've got a son that's going to be around for a long time, yeah. uh, a lot longer than both of us. Um, do you think, do you explain this to him as just a little speed bump that America's yeah, going to be okay? It's, not, well, it's going to be the same thing that's going to happen that happened. I mean, they, 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 they go and they say, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But at the end of the day, they're not really going to do this or that because they can't. Okay. You know, there'll be enough obstacles put in the way, just like the Democrats did to Trump and the Republicans will do the same thing. And, you know, they'll, he'll get some stuff done. He'll get probably get a lot of stuff done, but he's not going to get everything done. Right. I mean, he's just not. I mean, they're not going to, you know, go out there and, and tear down 400 miles of wall. I mean, they're not going to do that. Yeah. And they're, they, you know, they're just, there's going to be, 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 you know, stuff that, that happens and, and that's, you know, good or bad. One side's going to think it's really good. The other side, who knows? Maybe the other side, they think it's good. I don't know. Did you, did you see the news about the vaccine, though? Well, I, I heard rumors yesterday that uh, another manufacturer is coming out with something. What, what What's the latest news? Well, there's, there's a couple, but, but uh, uh, Pfizer, uh, their vaccine and the test, it's 90% effective. You have to take two shots uh, three weeks apart, but 90% effective. And by the end of the month, they're going to present it to the, uh, you know, whatever the FDA or for for review. Okay, well that's good. Amazing that amazing that news came uh, six days after the election, didn't it? Yeah. How long's the needle, Hank? How long's the needle that they're going to stick uh, well, in? It's you? not going to be short. Okay. What's well, it's just like a, a vaccine needle. Okay. I don't know. You, oh, you have a problem with needles, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Seriously, Tim, you got a problem with needles? Eh, not really, no. Yeah, me neither. I don't have a problem. Okay. Fire it in there. We'll be all right. All right. Let's let's uh let's let's shift to the masters. Okay. Okay, because I mean it's it's a it's a good thing. It's gonna be a wet thing, but it's a good thing. Uh they have the the weather forecast is not good. But let's get let's get into to that uh next. We'll take a break. Uh remind you to go to HaneyUniversity.com, get your uh free subscription. From my instructional emails, which is a great deal. You can learn to play better golf. Uh, and you can also find my book on the uh, site, How to Play Better Golf Today, the Lessons of a Lifetime, which has uh, got a lot of good nuggets in there. Steve Johnson will testify to that. Oh, yeah. All right. It's HaneyUniversity.com. We'll be, we'll be right back on the Hank Haney Podcast. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. 
See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, let's, uh, let, what we got? We got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the Masters and how the course is going to play in November. How about let's, let's start, let's start off up there. It's going to be affected, it seems like, by the weather. And uh, Steve's a big weather guy, isn't he, Tim? Oh, yeah. Steve loves to tell you the weather anywhere in the world. So Steve and I on this Saturday Strong, it's a, it's a very common take for Steve to give the weather at where the golf is being played during the week. Well, that's a factor, uh, Steve. Uh, that's a, a good point. I mean, it, you got to factor that in. Absolutely. What sometimes Tim will quiz me, he'll just say like Duluth, Minnesota, and I'll have to come up with the uh, with the weather like real quick. And I can do it, Hank. You can. <laughs> Tim I only can do knows it. the weather in one place because he thinks that's the only place that exists for him is, uh, as he calls it, the great state of Minnesota. You freeze it up there yet? Well, how's it going? No, another 60 degree day. Another wow. 60 degree day. Good. Yeah. Jeez, it's only sixty in it's it's only sixty in Scottsdale. Yeah, just rounding out into golf season. We're just getting ready for golf season here in Minnesota. Oh man, are you gonna have, are you gonna play again? No, I'm done. All right, you're done. Well, you didn't break eighty. That's tough. To yeah. I, thought, I thought you were yeah, gonna do it break eighty. All right, Steve. What you, Steve, you played at Augusta. When when mm-hmm. you played there? When did you play? I played there uh, December sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. Okay, so within a month of the of the tournament yes. date, so you got you yes. got a little. Although this is a little a little different because what we've got, and they're talking about this, is that you know Augusta's a Bermuda grass golf course, mm-hmm. and what that means is is you you the base grass is Bermuda on the fairways. And the rough or first cut, whatever they call it. But the whole golf course is is Bermuda, except for the greens, which are bent grass. And what happens is, is in the fall, like in October, and they do the same thing in Arizona on Bermuda grass golf courses where it's really cold in the winter or gets cold at night, they will overseed. And what they do is they shave the Bermuda down really, really tight, like as tight as you can get it with the mowers, uh, take up all the clippings, and then they 
throw ryegrass seed all over the whole golf course, water, fertilize, and in a couple weeks, it's all green and it's, you know, the ryegrass, the winter grass. But what happens is, is the Bermuda grass is still there. It's still kind of active. What they typically do before they overseed is they turn all the water off to try to get the Bermuda grass to lay down, to to go to sleep, if you will. The problem is, is, is if it doesn't go all the way to sleep and what you'd really like, ideally what you'd really like is, is right when you're getting ready to overseed, you'd like to have a frost or at least cooler temperatures to really slow the Bermuda grass down. Okay, then you overseed, then you turn on the water. Now, if the Bermuda grass has not uh, gone to sleep or it's not in the process of going to sleep for the winter, I'm using a metaphor there, it goes to sleep for the winter, and then you turn on the water because you've got to water the ryegrass, well, all of a sudden, if it's warm still, the Bermuda grass wakes up. Well, uh, I'll give you a, a, a for instance, um, you know, well, Tuesday and Wednesday in Augusta, the lows are going to be uh, 72 and 73. So that's not, I mean, that it's, it's not prime Bermuda weather, but it's it's pretty good Bermuda weather, Steve. I mean, you know a lot about that. So the, so the Bermuda grass is still growing. This is the, this is the little bit of an issue. Golf course will look great, but you'll have the Bermuda grass growing. And then you have the ryegrass on top of it. It'll look green. People really won't know the difference, but it'll play different, won't it, Steve? It, it will. And you know the uh, that ryegrass holds that moisture pretty well. And the Bermuda grass uh, gets well. I mean, I tell you what, I think it's probably an easier condition, wouldn't you think, Hank? Well, it's going to be long. I mean, it's going to play so long. Because yeah. when the Bermuda grass goes dormant, you got a really fast surface. Now it's 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 covered by a you know sticky wetter surface. You know what the what the ryegrass, like you just said. But if you've got Bermuda grass that's growing underneath there, and you got ryegrass that's on top of it, you got grass growing. You know, basically two grasses on there. Instead of one, so it, it, it's going to be a, a lot different, and it's going to it's going to play it's going to play softer. And, and then at Augusta, you know, they've done this through the years. They used to stripe the fairways, okay. So right. when they mowed them, they'd stripe them, and it looked great on TV and everything. And what would happen is, if you you drive the ball on and catch it on one stripe, you'd catch it down green because that's which way the mowers went. And the ball would go farther than it would if you caught the other stripe. So then they stopped doing that. Then they then they put the uh, one half of the fairway striped and the other half of the fairway striped the other way. And then it was like, okay, if you drove it on the right side of the fairway, your ball would run uh, 30 yards. But if you drove it on the left side of the fairway, it'd only run 10 yards. So that that you know was a little weird. Okay, then they then they changed it to make the course longer in in response to the golf ball going so far and the clubs making the golf ball go so far. It's a combination of both. But then, then what they did is, is they started mowing all the fairways from the green to the tee. And that laid all the grass towards the tee and, and you got less roll. So it, it, it's, in essence, made the course play longer. Okay, now this year, what you've got is you've got Bermuda grass that's still growing and so you're going to have a little you know thicker and as you said wetter service not to mention the fact that the weather forecast i mean tuesday 60 percent chance of rain uh 80 percent on wednesday 80 percent on thursday thunderstorms both those two days uh 40 percent on friday 30 percent saturday 40 percent on sunday i mean it's just this is, I, I assume this is coming from the, what was there a tropical storm hitting Florida or uh, another hurricane or something? But I mean, it's, 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 they flooded the everywhere. I saw the pictures in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, just flooded. I've never seen floods like that. So there's, this is a big storm and it's sitting right there and it's going to w- make its way up from Florida to, to Georgia. It just seems inevitable that this golf course is going to play really, really wet. It's got Bermuda grass growing, and the grass is laying towards, uh, you know, the the tee, 
it's going to play long. I, I saw the quotes from Roy McRoy. You know, they're, they're getting a lot of mud balls. So, yeah, here we go. Mud ball, mud ball, mud on the ball, Stevie. Mm. I don't know. It's going to play long. I mean, I, yeah. it, it, it's got a – Augusta already heavily, heavily favors the long, the long hitter. The only time the short hitter really has a chance is when you get windy conditions – the course plays, it's cooler, so it plays longer, and it's windy, so it plays, you know, longer. And, but it's it's longer in a different way, and and it's longer because of the wind. And then a lot of players, you know, ended up laying up on the the par fives, and that that's you know there was an extraordinary amount of layups when. Mike Weir won, and when uh, Zach Johnson won, and if you look at the you know the winning scores, you know even when when some of these guys won that you would look and say, wow, you know they were shorter hitters. It it played played really tough, but it played tough because of of tricky conditions, and you know guys would throw a high one up there on thirteen or fifteen, and the wind to get it, and it'd go in the water, and so it kind of. Re- in a sense, rewarded guys that played safer and or, or or you know played conservative just out of the fact that they couldn't hit it as far. So it, it played different. This just is. I, I look at this and I mean the wind. There's no forecast for big wind. It's you know there'll be some, but it just looks like it's five to ten miles an hour. Not not a not a big deal. And you got wetness. So it's just going to play just super, super long. When I played there, I played there in like the beginning of April, a couple weeks before the tournament. It was cold. And I just, I, I, I couldn't believe how long the golf course played. Then when April came around for the tournament, you know, second weekend in, in April, and I, and I went there. It just was a totally different different golf course. I, I feel like this course is going to because of the the weather, and uh, you know it's it's not going to be cold. But still, if it's seventy on Saturday, the ball's not going as far as it goes if it's eighty five. That's just a fact. Two and a half yards for every ten degrees in temperature change. So you so you're, you're losing, you know, you lose even if you're losing three and a half yards, you lose it on on. You know, thirty-six shots. Of course, played a good hundred yards longer. Then you then you take out roll. Let's say the ball rolls ten yards less on each tee shot. There's ten yards less on each tee shot. Fourteen tee shots. There's one hundred forty yards there. So just put the temperature in the seventies. Uh, get get the you know ten yards less roll, and you've got a a golf course that's playing two hundred yards longer. And that's a golf course that for a lot of these guys. That are in the you know in the in the field, it, it's already a long course. I don't. So, what what do you think of that analysis? Give me give me your thoughts, Steve. Well, I think it's right there. I mean, I was thinking when you were talking about the temperatures are going to be warmer than Pebble Beach, but I'm thinking that this plays like Pebble Beach. Yeah, there you go. It's the, the air is going to be heavy. Um, you know, like you say, the high for the week to, early in the week is in the 80s, but. It gets down to, like you say, 70 degrees on Saturday. I, I think it is going to be a tough, tough course. I think the only the only saving grace is having a little bit of that, a, a little firmness of that Bermuda underneath to make the lies play a little bit better. You always talk about I, I don't Hank. Think when, it, I don't think it's going to be firm, though. It's going to be soft. Firmer than if it were just, if it were after November 23rd and there, the frost was... Well, was, it, it, we took but, all the Bermuda. No, out. no, no. If the, if the frost, if it gets frosted, it 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 firms up. I'm talking about the two. <laughs> I'm talking about the two types of grass. Yeah, I think you've got Bermuda grows on the top and on the bottom of the of the soil. I think you're going to have. You always used to talk about Mark double chipping and double pitching because it was so. It looked beautiful. It looked lush, but it with it all. Uh, winter grass, all rye grass. There was no foundation underneath it. No, and it, that, it that's just... true. That's true. I almost feel like it might be easier to chip for sure. Uh, certain shots will be easier. The downhill ion, you know, if you if you had to lay up on thirteen, you get a little more grass there. That might be easier. 
uh, you know, if certain shots might be easier, but then other shots are are harder. I, mm-hmm. I just think the it'll definitely be longer. Off. It it yeah. will definitely be longer. I mean, your point's well taken on that. Yeah. I, I mean, th- that's one of the things that the people that are watching on television just cannot get a flavor for. It looks so beautiful. Their perception is it's so lush. And you always told us the lies were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, they're not as good. Uh, well, of course, I, I'm not a, a, a great pitcher off tight lies. So what looks good on TV is not necessarily what, you know, like to me, AstroTurf looks good on TV and it's easy to pitch off of. Right. But Augusta looks good on TV and it's very difficult to pitch off of. I mean, yeah. the, the, the hardest shots on the golf course, I mean, and, and it might just be because of my issue with pitching off of tight lies. But well, it's not just you. It's not just you, Hank. Okay. I mean, the yeah, pros everybody. have okay. problems with it. All yeah. right. So, what do you? What? Okay. So, I'm going to give you a. Well, we're, we're take a break. When we come back, I want you to. I want. I'm going to ask you a question of what you think is the hardest shot at Augusta National. Ooh. Okay. The hardest shot at Augusta National. Okay. We're gonna. We're gonna do that. We'll. We'll all, we'll all do that when, when we when we come back. Uh, go to to uh, voodoopainrelief.com. If you haven't already, and get your free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, a phenomenal product for muscle soreness, joint pain, arthritis pain. It's the best product out there. Clinically tested, clinically proven, patented formula, and you can get it for free. Get a free two-week supply. VoodooPainRelief.com if you haven't already done it. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Tim, you're going to start first. You're representing the 18 handicap group. <laughs> but anyway, what's your handicap? Did you get a handicap yet? Yeah, I did get a handicap. I'm a 12.9. Oh, my gosh, Steve. T- Steve, Tim's a 12.9. You better you better have a traveling handicap, too, Tim. Yeah. You got to get that up there a little bit just so you can play other courses yeah. you're not familiar with. 
I gave you an 18. I gave you an 18 so you could win some. 12 would be tough for you. 12 yeah. would be tough. That'd be I tough. mean, but not, maybe not at Shadowbrook because you got a little home course advantage there. But when you, you know, you had a little trouble traveling this summer. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> difficult traveler. Yeah. I, yeah. I struggle on the road. I'm a home And you try player. and sneak out all these courses, too. I'm trying to improve my game. Go to a lot of places you're not invited to. Yeah. It's simple. I'm trying right. to improve my game. I love the golf. I love golf. All right. We'll say this. You're representing the middle handicappers. Yeah. 12 to 18. What do you think's the hardest shot at Augusta? Now, I know you've never been there, but you watch yeah. on TV. Well, obviously, it's going to be the drop on the par three on the amen corner. I would agree with you. See, look at that. Representing the 18 handicap, 12.9. Uh, is that because Get of that something you've heard? Is, that, is, is that what you see, or is that because of something you've heard from me? I've heard that from golf experts, yeah. And yeah. I've seen it. And I've seen it because last year, last year is a perfect example. Tiger, he puts it on the green. The other guys dunk it in the water. Jordan Spieth uh, in 2016. Yeah. How many of those balls did he put in the water? He still yeah. hasn't recovered from that Masters. No, well, I don't know about that. Okay, what, what, uh, what, give me another shot that you see out there that you, that you think is hard. Okay, so I'm going to say the par three on 16 where Tiger was on in 2005 when he chipped it in. Okay, all right, all right, interesting. All right, Steve, what do you got? Tim messed this whole segment up, Hank. He must, he's supposed to be the middle handicap. No, he's smart. He's not. He's supposed to be the. He's not the analyst. He's the middle handicap. So he's supposed to say, "Hank, the toughest shot's going to be the first tee shot." How many yeah. middle handicappers do not get just absolutely tightened up when they've got to hit their first tee shot? That's a good point because there's a there's a legendary story uh, about the 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 first tee shot when you when you walk in. To Augusta, you, you you come in, you know, they, they let you, no running, no running, whatever you do, don't run. <laughs> uh, you, you walk, you can't even fast walk. You'll get, you'll get uh, reprimanded by the Pinkertons if you fast walk. So you walk at a very slow pace and you come in through the, you know, gates and you wind your way through the nice, uh, you know, pass they have and you make your way down to where they have the, uh, you know, the snacks and stuff that you know, what, what, they probably have some special name for it. It's not called a snack bar there for sure. Concession? Concession <laughs> yeah, bar? Concession oh, yeah, probably stands, concession yeah. stands. You can get you, you know, you used to get an Eskimo pie. Now you can't find one of those. You got to go with the. <laughs> so you can kiss star. that goodbye. You can kiss that Eskimo yeah, pie goodbye. Gone. Yeah, you know why? You know why? Because they only sold it with the Eskimo pie wrappers and they could have no, there'll be no advertising wrappers at Augusta. None. Remember when Caddy John tried to talk you into the peach? Oh, that was so bad. The peach, the peach ice cream sandwich. Oh, oh man, God. that's so. It was. That's not. That's not wasn't good. good. I, I didn't. I didn't like. Anyway, I was always a fan of the Eskimo pie. But uh, by the way, I, I'm getting off subject here. But they're uh, changing the name of the Eskimo pie. Oh, they are. Yeah, because it's offensive. It's racist. To yeah, exactly. It's racist. That's oh, what I figured. There's no way they oh, can't man. change that name. What are they calling? Seriously. Yeah. What are they calling it? It's Seriously. The, the Inuit pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The pie. Yeah. They're calling it the pie. Yeah. Well, so I want to get your opinion on that too, since you're, you know, you're, you're, a, you're big into the, you know, analyzing the, you know, whether something's offensive or not. Matter of fact, you were celebrating the fact that your, uh, your fellow, uh, fellow. Uh, Mexican one yesterday. Some of my people, yeah. I mean, they're not holding Your us people. back anymore. That's awesome, yeah. Carlos yeah. Ortiz. Yeah. yeah, you got to tell that. You got to tell a legendary story. Is this the Henry Keeney story, or is this another legendary story? Which one's that? The Henry Keeney story. He won the U.S. Amateur. We know that one of yeah. the the famous Keeney family. The three kids that all won USGA events and. Um, so you saw him on the practice I, I putting think green. Probably the best, best, best golfing family in uh, U.S. history. Yeah, that's true. Wise. That's true. Amateur. That's wise. true. Yeah. Um, and so you saw him on the putting green, and he, s he said, "How you feeling?" He said, "I'm not feeling good. <laughs> feeling just you know, Henry. Oh, I remember Henry, the tee shot. Yeah. What's that? The first tee oh, shot. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about the first tee shot for yeah, a middle yeah. handicapper. That is the 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 kryptonite. 
Yeah. I mean, so yeah. so many people, oh my gosh, first tee shot, they can't get by, can't sleep the night before. But Henry was doing good. He got up there, he's feeling comfortable until he walked through the uh the the gate area where the players went on the first tee and he said it just washed over him. That he Man, got he's so got some dang power. nervous. He had some power. He was the longest hitter on the PGA tour when he played out there. Which gives you power to all fields, by the way. That's right. That's right. Now, when you look up there at the first, Hank, when you're on the first tee, what do you see over there to the right? No, well, that's the legendary story I was getting to. I forgot the Henry Keeney story. That's a good one, too. So, but the 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 first hole you look up, so you see you walk in, you walk through by the concession stands, and there's the scoreboard, the old school scoreboard. There'll be no electronic scoreboards at Augusta. Uh, nothing you can read easily. It's uh, something that you got to get up there and they post all the numbers hole by hole and it's just old school and it's pretty cool. I mean, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, and you see the scoreboard there and then you go like 15 yards farther, 20 yards farther maybe, and you get to the edge of the right rough and then then you got the fairway. So the legendary story is uh, Marty Fleckman, his first tee shot at Augusta, he sent it right over the top of the scoreboard from the first tee. Now, Steve, that's just a, it's not a 90, you know, it's about uh what would you, what would you angle that at? 60 degrees? Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it's more than it's, 45. It's greater right? than, it's greater than 45. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. He sent that thing right over the scoreboard. So uh, our, our, our friend Henry Keeney, he did the opposite. He said, well, didn't he say he sent it over an eight He said fairway, number eight right? fairway. Which is a long way away. Oh, he, um, he's way away. <laughs> way, but that's a pretty good angle from over there. No problem yeah. to get it up over the tree. <laughs> Probably shook him up a little bit. You yeah. got to walk past. Think about that. You got to walk. You're playing your first Masters. You got to walk past the group on nine. Oh, hey, uh, they look, they're looking for your ball. No, it's over there on eight. I mean, not many guys could get it to eight fairway, by the way. Right. No, yeah. no. I mean, you, you can barely, some guys can barely see eight fairway, but Henry could get it there. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh, yeah, that's a good point. The first tee shot, that's a tough yeah. one. The other one, well, Tim would have trouble on the, uh, I'll tell you where Tim would have trouble. Tim would have trouble on the second shot on 13. Okay. Yeah. that That's intimidating. The downhill lie. Yeah, he, he has trouble on the on the side hill lie. Down, he he's prone to dub on those. That's shots. true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Prone to prone to dub. <laughs> he's prone to dub, as he calls it. Yeah, yeah. he's prone to, that's a tough shot. Uh, but the layup on uh, if you lay up on thirteen, the the pitch shot over the creek, that's a really tough shot. Definitely the the shot from the drop area drop. Wherever you drop from on 13 is tough. I mean, they're all hard, Steve, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, that, you know, it's another really like, it's just that, I mean, it, you don't, you kind of die a slow death when you hit this shot. But the shot, I'll tell you what shot, sixth hole, a par three when the pin's back right. I mean, that target is so tiny. Yeah. That your chances of hitting that target are so slim, but you know you'll hit it and and you'll hit it on the green, and it you know so you you don't really think you know well it's not that bad I hit the green, but it hits on the green and it rolls down and it rolls down to the left and it rolls down left and you and you think oh I'm on the green you know it's okay, right? Well, good luck trying to two putt that. Yeah, good luck trying to two putt yeah. that. I mean, there's I so mean, many the hard severe, shots. The, the severity of the. The slope and the speed of the greens and all that, Hank. I mean, I've seen, I've seen balls just on the fringe to the right with when that back pin, pin placement on number six, and someone's on the 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 fringe and they elect to chip. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if they hit this just a little bit too hard or with not enough spin, that ball's gone. I mean, yeah, right the, the margin the of error on the margin of error on on especially that hole. And there's a, there's a lot of greens that are the same way at Augusta. The margin of error is so small that you have got to be super precise in every shot you hit, or you can just go for a, you can go for a ton. Well, that shot you talked about, you could hit it an inch too hard, and it'll go you know a hundred and something feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's tough. 
I mean, that's, you know, when you're talking about the shot on 12, you're talking about the shot on 13, that, that's a, a little wake-up call for a lot of our... our uh, and, and Mike Davis is going to be a, uh, a, a golf course designer, so this is for his benefit. <laughs> anytime, you ask, anytime you ask an amateur golfer... Seriously. Now we're talking about the best players in the world well, in this well, tournament. I'll tell you what, Steve, I'm just, I, I, just, you know, I, mean, I, I, I can't wait to go play my first Mike Davis design golf course. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm just chopping I'll tell you what. Just, It'll Boy, be can walking. I get an early tea time? I mean, what can I can I can I pre-sign up for that? I mean, uh, I, it's I'll, gonna I'll, be I'll... it's gonna be walking only, Hank. Uh, walking gosh. only, no yeah. caddies. Walking yeah. only, and no, there's gonna be no lift clean in place ever. Never. Yeah, oh, we know that. But those force yeah. carries are the are the tough things. Uh, this is for Mike Davis. Mike Davis, if you're gonna make a course for for the average golfer, for the Tim, for the twelve to twenty handicapper. Which Tim is in there somewhere. Uh, force carries are, are death to these people. They, they, it's just so hard. Give them an opportunity to roller up there. Give them an <laughs> opportunity to chip. Well, you're not rolling her up there on 15. No, no, that's but for I guess sure. So that's for sure. No. Yeah, a lot of tough shots. A lot of tough shots. All right, we got we got a lot to talk about this week. It's uh, it's good stuff. Well, uh, what are we going to – I want to get into uh, – well, for sure, I want to get into Bryson DeChambeau, and we got to talk about Tiger. we got the matchups. we got we got a lot this week going on. So good good start today. Appreciate you guys uh, being with me, Steve. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Hank Haney. Uh, Steve, uh, at Great Predictor one which would be a good place to go if you're betting on the Masters because Steve will have all the hot tips. He uh, rarely gets one right, but uh, at Augusta, he could he could be on fire. Matter of fact, when was the last one you got right? Did you pick uh, Carlos Ortiz? Uh, I, I didn't have Ortiz. I, I didn't you have didn't? Brian Gay either. No, I, had, I was four for four on the matchups this week, by the way. Uh, Tim lays them out for me, and I just pick them off like they're just like shooting ducks in a barrel. Hey, yep, four, uh, by the four, way, I did pick four, four, uh, the the uh, the Cowboys. Finally, did get the right Garrett uh, after all these years. <laughs> the right Garrett is on the team now. Just oh to throw God. that they, in there. Just to throw that in there. They, the guy's been on seven teams. He they plucked him off the practice squad of the Cleveland Browns, and he started for the Cowboys, and they and they almost won. How about yeah. that? Yeah, you Almost. know, I went to school. His father and I went to school together. So, oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. He was at Cal wow. when I was there. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? I didn't know that. Okay, that's a little thing. That's a <laughs> Tim's laughing a at trivia. That. I'm trivia. laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> you know who the uh, you know who the the coach was, Tim, for that team, that very famous Cal team that won the big game against Stanford. No, I don't. One of some one of Tim's guys. The world what famous Joe Cap. Joe Cap was the. <laughs> oh uh, wow! Yeah, Joe Cap was the coach. Are we talking about the band game? Yeah, the band game. Were you at the band? game? I was at the band game. Oh yeah, my I was gosh! There. I you was were in the at stands. The band game? I was at the. I was in the stands. Oh my gosh! All right. And the band is running on the field. Oh my it was one gosh! Of those typical, it was one of those typical games. Cal was winning the whole time, and then they found a way to mess it up, and everyone was our. We was we lost. I mean, we we were counting it as a loss. <laughs> Until the the uh, the lateral, the uh, the lateral oh, play. I didn't know that. That's a bit of that's a guy. I mean, I've known you for how many years now? It's in uh, the thirties, yeah. And you didn't. I, I, I'm sure I've told I did you that. Not know that you were at the band game. Well, did you know that I was a ball boy for the San Diego Conquistadors? Well, I, I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. You told me that a hundred times. Every time we go to a basketball game, he complains to Tim because we're not sitting underneath the basket. And he'll tell you how he was a ball boy for the San Diego Conquistadors. And he likes to only sit underneath the basket in the, in the, first, in the first row. And everywhere, everywhere else he sits in the whole stadium, he'll immediately tell you that he used to be oh a ball God. boy for like even if well, like you go to. You can, go to, you can go to 30 games in a season with Steve, and every game when he sits down, he'll tell oh, man, it's not very so good you know seat. What, I used to be I used to be in the Versailles Conquistadors of all boys. I used to say, Steve, I know you've told me that like 120 times. Hank tried to cure me on that, Tim. He tried to cure me. We went to a this is a, a we went to a, a Dallas Mavericks game back in the day when the Dallas Mavericks were very very bad and we were one of the only probably uh, 10,000 people and we sat all the way at the very top
top of the the uh, the highest you could go. That's where we sat. And I said, Hank, I can't. Actually, we had our own section, Steve. We had our own section. <laughs> I said, Does this count? I mean, we're not down low, but we have our own section. <laughs> or on two twenty four, and we're the only ones oh, in we two twenty four. We were nose. We were past the nosebleed. <laughs> like a keystoneers. Oh my god, that's awesome! I love it. He'll tell that story. Oh man, he'll tell that story forever. Uh, he yeah. tells it all sports games too. It doesn't matter. Like you go to a cowboy game, he'll tell you this kind. It's got to be a good seat, Tim. It's, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man alright alright guys uh, where was I follow uh, Tim uh, on Tim's Twitter at, at Tim Parashka. yeah there you go do that and uh, we'll follow the Minnesota Tim podcast you can hit our podcast on uh, your iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast hit the follow button and we will be there every day uh, good stuff hope everybody has a great day we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.